And I just feel like there are some people out there that you have had this question for far too long of the spirit speaking to me or not. And you just haven't taken the time. You haven't waited. You haven't invested. You haven't asked enough. You haven't tuned your ear and tuned your mind to actually learn what the spirit of God sounds like to you. To me, it's a knowing. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Let's go! Hey guys, it's your girl Autumn Miles. Welcome back to a super awesome episode of the Autumn Miles Show. Oh my goodness. I'm very excited about this episode. Very, very, very excited about this episode. And this is why. Um, this is called a detour. This is when you have something planned and God's like, yeah, you ain't doing that. You're going to do what I want you to do. And so this whole episode is straight from God to you because God stopped me in my tracks when I was um, talking about this the other day and said, this is what I want you to talk about on your show for the next week. So I am going to answer the age old question after the break that we get hundreds of times a year, hundreds, hundreds of times a year, maybe even more than that, which is this, how do I know when God speaks to me or if it's just my own thoughts? That's what I'm going to answer after the break. You do not want to miss this episode if you ever have any questions about that. And you know, I know you do. I know we all do. So um, join me after the break and we'll talk about that. What is going on in my world? Well, you guys, I am fresh off of a trip and I do mean fresh, not even been home 12 hours, I don't think. Well, maybe a little more than that. From uh, Liberty University. For those of you that don't know, I've gone there for 16 years, ever since very, very close to when the um, women's ministry department was approved and was started at Liberty. And um, so I go every semester, twice a year to just kind of sow seeds into the program and into those girls about leadership. And I just got back. Okay. I just got back and I, I'm, um, I'm a little bit uh, really tired, but but full at the same time. Do you, are you ever like super full? Your soul is full, but your your body is like, please stop. <laughs> please lay down. <laughs> Take a nap, you crazy girl. Um, that's kind of how I feel right now. I actually, Eddie, on, on my way out to the studio, Eddie was like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, well, I'm shaky. Every part of my body is shaky. <laughs> like one day I spoke for like six hours, like it was just straight, not straight. We did have little breaks, but anyway, anyway, it's been, um, it's been a couple of days, but this is why I tell you about this. I went to Liberty and I looked the future in their eyes. I feel like everyone is so scared of what's happening in the world right now. And, you know, you hear the news, so, so horrible. And what what are we going to do? And, oh, ah, 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 crying and, you know, wringing their hands. And, you know, I definitely have moments like that my own self. But then I go and I look the future in the face. And I see guys, the moms out there, grandmas out there, pastors, ministers out there, we are not the only people that care about Jesus. There are hundreds, thousands, uh, entire generation that still loves Jesus. I don't care what you've heard. I don't care what you've seen. Yes. Are there people that don't? Are there people that have stopped believing? Of course there is. But there is a remnant that is on fire for Christ. And there is a remnant that is ready to take your baton and to run forward with it. And that's what I, what's going on in my life because you guys listen, doing what I do day in and day out and hearing from you guys like 
um, every single day about what's going on in their life. And so many of you guys send us prayer requests and we get the prayer request and we pray over the prayer request. And I just saw one the other day that I was like, oh my goodness, I'm stopping right this second and praying for myself that came in. We get them, we see them, but let us not lose hope that God is not going to do what he said he's going to do. There is a remnant that is left that is passionate about the Lord, and they are not over 40. These guys are young. They're fresh. (laughs) They have fresh eyes, fresh minds, fresh passion, and they are so, they cannot wait to get into the field and do ministry. They are passionate about the Lord. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to tell you this uh, one uh, story of one of them after we go into uh, the message that I'm going to be talking about after the break. But um, I just also watched video and I don't know, this is going to air in a couple of days. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen between now and a couple of days. So if this is, you know, old news, it doesn't really matter because it's amazing. I just watched a video of what's happening at that as is at Ashbury uh, College, and um, I was watching the lines of people waiting to get in this chapel. That guess what? They're not old. Okay, these are kids. These are college kids. Now some of them are because they just they're flocking to where the spirit of God is, but some most of them are not. Most of them are that younger generation that are desperate. They're hungry. They're starving for the spirit of God. And I watch these videos and I'm looking at these people and I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, for doing this move of God that you are doing at this college. I mean, I was um, watching in wherever it is, the chapel or or the church or wherever, wherever they are um, worshiping. And, you know, you just see the, um, the passion and the desperation of all of these kids' faces. You guys, they're the ones that are going to grab the baton. And, you know, it's really, really easy to get sucked in the mind trap that um, there is no hope. But let me tell you, um, there is hope because there is Jesus and there is a Holy Spirit and there is a God that is ready to be welcomed into your situation, that's ready to be welcomed to to anything. And I mean, I just, I was so hopeful a couple of uh, comments that I remember really clearly gave me so much hope about what's happening. And also, I know how I'm raising my kids, right? I know how I'm raising my children. I know what they're telling me. And they're even younger um, than the than the girls that I saw this week at Liberty. So I just want to tell you, listen, guys, put a smile on your face. I just re- I just Googled recently, what does a smile do for your face? And do you know what? It can trick you into being a good, in a good mood. Did you know that? Just put a smile on your face and um, know that the Lord is with us. And there is a remnant that is passionate about his name. And you know what? I want to be a part of it. I want to fan that flame. I don't want to look at them and say, oh, you don't know enough or whatever. Or what do you know? You're young. No, we want to fan the flame of the generation that is coming up because they got a lot to say. They got a lot of passion and I need some of their energy for sure, especially right now. Anyway, God is working and I'm excited to be a part of what he's doing. Okay. Um, One thing I want to talk about before we get to the message after the break is this. Um, I was unaware (laughs) until this morning about the massive amount of people that are sending in their um, stories about what God is doing in your life. And I, I want to tell you, we're, we're getting them. We're getting your emails. We're getting them. Amanda's doing a good job at sifting through them. We have a couple of really awesome ones for today. Thank you for sending them. If you have a story, send it to hello at autumnmiles.com. We want to know. It is, let me tell you, it is so encouraging to know that our little family of however many of us there are, the thousands of us that are here together, God is moving amongst. It is so incredibly encouraging. So keep them coming. Hello at autumnmiles.com. Okay, okay. That's what's going on in my world. I will see you right after the break for a word from the Lord. Every day, a new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. 
Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah. Did you know that Autumn has many resources available to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God? By visiting autumnmiles.com, you can access them all. From there, you can find previous teachings under the podcast and media tabs, and you can order any one of the books Autumn has written. Her book, Appointed, will help you better understand that your significance is only found in God. While I Am Rahab beautifully conveys God's ability to redeem any situation you may have found yourself in. And if you want to add some heat to your prayer life and kick things up a notch, Gangsta Prayer is a book that will help you do just that. Again, you can find all these resources and more by visiting autumnmiles.com. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Okay, guys, are you guys ready for this? Are you so excited? <laughs> I hope you are. Um, I did a whole series on how the spirit of God speaks to you. It was either last year or the year before that. And I actually teach a portion of this whenever I teach leadership classes for ministry students or people that are in the ministry. Why? Because if you do not know how to hear from God, you're going to struggle in ministry, period. You got to know it. Okay. While I was actually teaching this, this past week, the Lord said, it's time to do this again. Okay. So I am just going to answer that question that you may or may not be having. If you know how to hear from God, great. If your thoughts make you question yourself, make you question, did God really say, is that me that just came up with that idea? Or is that a word from the Lord? Hopefully after this message, I will put those things to bed, okay? So because we get this question so much, even I have struggled with at times going, Lord, is this from you? Is this the path that you want me to take? Or is this just a great idea from me? What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little walk through scripture. I may or may not use some examples from scripture. I might just stick straight to almost like a teaching podcast. But I want to go to Galatians 5 first. And this is going to be our base text for answering this question. God, is this me? Is this you? Is this me? Is this you? Okay. I'm going to pick it up in um, Galatians 5, 16, and this is going to help you. If you want to know if your thoughts or uh, whatever it is, if you hear from God or not, or if you hear from the spirit or not, go back and read this text. Jot this passage of scripture down and read it, okay? In John 5, 16, it's our Galatians, excuse me, I'm really tired, guys. So if I get things wrong, just go with it and I'll apologize next week because I'll be, I'll be fresh next week. Galatians 5, 16 says this, Paul, but I say to you, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. He is about to define to you the characteristics of the flesh, okay? Which is us. We are flesh. We, me and you, we're flesh. We're fleshly people. Look down and say, hey, flesh, what's up? Your flesh. This is you, okay? For the flesh, that's its desire against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh for... These are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Verse 18. But if you are led by the spirit, and I hope if you are a believer, you have received the Holy Spirit and you've got the Holy Spirit in you. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, listen to what he says here. The deeds of the flesh are evident. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, 
just as I have forewarned you that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay. But listen, here we go. Galatians 5, 22. He is going to lay out for you, not the characteristics of the flesh. He's going to lay out to you the characteristics of the spirit. This is going to help you, you guys. But the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh. So when you get saved, it's bye-bye flesh. Hello, Jesus. We are going to walk by uh, the principles of scripture, and we are going to be filled with the Spirit. Verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, and envying one another. Now, when you're talking about how do I know if it's my thoughts or if it's God's thoughts, if God is speaking to me or if it's just me, I want you to do one thing for me. I want you to look at the characteristics of the two in regards to your thoughts. When it comes to saying, is this me or is this God? Um, what is the characteristic of that thought? Now, I know because these right things right here in Galatians 5.22 are the fruit of the Spirit. Now, those are things that will happen in us as we walk by the Spirit, but they are also the fruit of the very Spirit of God, which means God, the Spirit of God, houses these fruits. So I hope you're getting this. I know we went real deep, real fast. When he speaks to you, they will have, his words will have these characteristics. Let me read them again. The fruit of the spirit. Read this a little differently. The fruit of the spirit, the proof of the spirit, the um, evidence of the spirit, the uh, what's produced from the spirit will be, and you can, you can say, you know, you, we all understand that analogy there. It's the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. I'm going to talk about a couple of other things, but to answer this question early in the show, when you are trying to decipher, is this of me or is this of God? This is one way you can do that. Is that thought or is that idea or whatever, is it a loving thing? Does it have the fruit of love? Does it have the characteristic of love? Does it have the characteristic of joy? Now, not all thoughts that God gives us are going to have, um, we're not going to uh, immediately be jumping up and down and super joyful about them. We can definitely be that, but not all characteristics of what God says, we will immediately experience elation. But you know what you will experience whenever you hear from the Lord, a peace that will bring rest, that will ultimately bring joy. Does that thing that you're hearing in your, in your mind, whatever is speaking to you, does it bring love? Is there an element of joy there? Now, listen, let's move on. Peace. Is your thought bringing you angst? Are you worried? Are you fearful? Do you have a sense of dread? Because if it's of the spirit, that is not one of the fruits of the spirit. Peace is. Even if God tells you something hard, he will do it in a way that it, we've all heard the term, agrees with your spirit. It will agree. Now, the Lord has told me some really hard th things one time. One time he, this is, I was just having a conversation about uh, Haven. Uh, I will remember very, very clearly that um, driving up to the hospital to pick Haven up after she was born, we hadn't even met her yet. We're in the car. I'm at a stoplight. I still remember 
sitting at the stoplight waiting to turn and the spirit of God spoke so strong to me and he told me something very, very hard. He said, there is something wrong with her. Now, I knew there was something physically wrong with her. When the spirit spoke to me, it answered that question that the Lord knew I would have. Like, what, Lord, what is it? I knew that there was something that was going to be physically wrong with her whenever we met her. But let me tell you something. When the spirit of God said that to me, it did not cause fear. It did not cause anxiety in me. It didn't cause Um, me to even second guess for a second, are we going to go in there and pick up our baby or not? Like, what are we going to do? Because the spirit of God spoke it to me, even it was something hard to hear, it still was peaceful in my spirit. It agreed with my spirit. That is how you know it is from the spirit of God. What does that thing cause your soul to do? Okay. Listen, When we went in to pick up Haven, I looked her up and down and I'm like, this child is gorgeous. She is like absolutely gorgeous. It wasn't until a couple weeks later that we realized that she had the the birth defects um, that she had. And even, even more than that, God completely healed her from that. She actually still has the defects, but she is asymptomatic and doesn't ever exhibit symptoms from it. But when God can tell us hard things, and us still be at peace. That's how you know it's coming from the spirit. If you hear something crazy and you you feel like you have a thought or whatever that's intruding your mind, Satan produces fruit too. And it is not the fruit of the spirit. It's going to produce fear. It's going to produce lies. It's going to tempt you to do something. Those are not fruits of the spirit, okay? Let's move on. Patience. Now, patience is when the Lord speaks to me. I used the example the other day. Um, you know, before we were called Autumn Ministries, for years and years and years, we were called the Blush Network. And I remember anything that you don't hold open-handed, you yourself will stagnate, okay? Especially as a leader. If you're a leader of anything and you're controlling everything and you're just wanting to stagnate it and you've got your your fist so closed and so tight, you're going to kill the very thing that you've been given to steward. You've got to hold it open-handed. And I knew, you know, if you have a ministry that's older than, you know, three years, your name might need to be changed. There's been lots of name changes over the years with uh, different corporations and businesses and stuff like that. There's been tons of changes in the look of things. Like, you know, all of a sudden you'll get like a a Starbucks cup or something and I'll have a little new logo on it or something like that. That is, that's wisdom, okay? You kind of keep up with the culture. The mission doesn't change, but the method does change, okay? A couple years ago, I was doing a radio show. It came to a point where I needed to shift over culturally to a podcast, and that's why we're doing this today. So listen, listen, when it comes to patience, I knew the Blush Network name was going to be antiquated. I I knew it was going to be just kind of out of date. It was already kind of getting there and I I could sense it. It was like super cutting edge whenever we named the ministry that. But then years passed. And I am not someone, the Lord actually told me something. If you don't get out of the way, you're going to stagnate the very thing that I gave you to steward. (laughs) So that came from God. But I remember praying, Lord, I need to change the name, but I don't want to change it to my name because what will people think? And you know, that's my own, just, that's just my own insecurity. And I remember praying, Lord, I don't want to change it to that. They're going to think I'm, you know, this or that or the other, or this or that and the other. And I just kept saying, Lord, prove it to me that you want me to change it name to the Autumn Ministries. Prove that you want me to do that. Prove that you want me to do that. And he would prove it. And I put out all my little Gideon fleeces and he would prove it, prove it, prove it. And then I'd be like, can you give me one more sign? (laughs) And guess what? The Lord was patient with me. (laughs) And he kept speaking to me very patiently. And that is a fruit of the spirit. And finally, one day, 
I came out of the chiropractor and I don't know what I was listening to or whatever, but it had the very verse that I had just prayed that morning. Lord, just prove it to me one more time. Just give me one more, please. And finally, after I think it was two years, almost two years of praying, the Lord allowed me. Well, he had said it way, way earlier than that, but he was so patient. His answer was always the same, but he was so patient with me that I finally, it finally got through my own thick skull. I need to do this. And as soon as he spoke to me and as soon as I received what he had been trying to tell me for so long, I changed it instantly. He's patient. He's also kind. Not one time, even when I'm being ridiculous, angry, mad, upset, whatever, he is never going to respond like flesh does. He's never going to be anything other than kind to you. That is who he is. Okay. Even when the Lord rebukes me and corrects me, (laughs) he does it in a kind way, okay? It's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance is what the Bible says. So we're using the Bible against the Bible and it's adding up, okay? He's going to be kind. This idea that God is up in heaven, like, you know, so angry at you all the time and he's like ready to get you, that is what the enemy wants you to believe. That thought does not have a fruit of the spirit attached to it. You get my drift. Okay. Moving on. Goodness. He's always good. Even when he allows bad, he's always good. Okay. I remember uh, the spirit of God telling me one time, which was real hard to hear. And let me just say this. This does not mean that God's not going to tell you, Hey, you're going to walk through this and it's going to be hard. It just means that when he says it to you, you will have a sense of one of these things. The way he says it, it will agree with your spirit in one of these ways. And that's just what I'm telling you, okay? Because it is the fruit of the spirit of God. It is evidence of the spirit of God, okay? Um, Goodness. I remember one time he asked me, you know, can I, and I think I might've even shared this, something to the effect uh, recently, maybe even the last show, I can't remember right now because my brain is mush. But I think he, I told you, hey, can I wound you? Can I allow hurt in your life to heal somebody else? Can I just allow this? You know, it's not like God has to ask me, but he did. It was in the form of a question. Would you allow me to do this? Would you allow this in your life so that you can help heal somebody else? Um, And I remember in the moment thinking, no, (laughs) I think I said that last time, but there has been so much good that has come out of that messaging from the spirit in my own soul. There was a sense of purpose. I knew attached from what I was going through when he spoke that to me. Um, There was a sense of, okay, this is happening, but it is for good. It it will produce good. And if I know something is going to produce good in somebody else or in my own life or in my kid's life or husband's life or whatever it is, I can walk through it. Okay. Um, what he says had that attached to it. Faithfulness is another fruit of the spirit. You know, um, faithful, faithful. We put our faith in a faithful God of the Trinity. He is faithful. He fulfills faith. You come to him with faith. He fills it full of faithfulness. Okay. He is faithful when he speaks a promise to you. He is not a God that is going to speak a promise to you that he doesn't already know the exact journey that you're going to have to go on in order to see that thing fulfilled. He will fulfill everything he says to you because he knows he is faithful. He doesn't need faith. He is the manifestation of faithfulness. So when he speaks a promise to you, he will fulfill. Now, the Lord gave me this thought the other day, and I almost did a black notepad about it. um, But then I thought, you know what? Someone's going to look at this, and um, I want to say it on the podcast, so I'm going to save it. The enemy, the devil also makes his promises. He also promises devastation. Or, you know, he also promises things to us that cause us to worry, that cause us to fear. 
Um, and I want to tell you that both, both God and the devil um, make us promises, but God's promises are good and he will fulfill them. The devil's promises are always bad and they're always something to be feared and they're always something to worry about and they're always something to keep us up at night and they're always something to terrorize our minds. He makes promises too. The only difference is he doesn't have the authority over us to fulfill those things. He makes us promises hoping we'll believe them. Yes, this is going to happen to you. You should be paranoid. You should be this. You should be that. Hoping we'll believe them to derail our faith in the good promises that God has promised us that he will be faithful to. Does that make sense? And it was a little bit uh, jumbled, but both of them make promises. The enemy wants you to believe his promises, even though he has no authority to fulfill those things that he's promising you that's keeping you up. And I has no authority. You know why? Because he serves God too. He has to submit under God's authority as well. What God promises, he is faithful and just to fulfill. Next one. He's gentle. He has self-control. Aren't you glad God has self-control? Yeah, me too. You know, we're crazy over here. And against such things, there's no law. We just talked about the lamb being gentle. I'm gentle and I'm humble. And you will find rest for your weary souls. You know why the lamb of God, Jesus, could say that? Because gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. I am gentle. I don't care what they tell you about me. I am gentle. This is how you can tell. Is God speaking to you or are these my thoughts? Or are these the enemy's thoughts? This is a good checklist because they are the fruit, the evidence of the spirit of God that you can walk through in order to make a checklist. Okay, does this is this thing bringing me fear or is this thing bringing me peace? Is this thing this or is this that? And you can sort of check off what's going on in your mind. And this is one way that you can absolutely tell. I want to go to John 14 because Jesus is talking about the spirit. I just, I love it when like Jesus is talking about another piece of the Trinity. (laughs) It's just the bomb. Uh, Anyway, here we go. John 14 says this, but the helper, 1426, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you in all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Here's what he's talking about the fruit of the spirit, peace, which is the fruit of the spirit. You should um, make a note every time you're reading through what Jesus said, how many times he references a fruit of the spirit himself. That would be a really cool study. Maybe I should do that. That was, that was just a thought that I just had because Jesus continually brings up fruits of the spirit that he is going to impart and give you and who he is. Okay. Peace. I leave you my peace, a fruit of the spirit. I give to you, not as the world gives, not according to flesh, not according to the enemy, not as the world gives. Do I give it to you? And then what does it say? Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Now, why wouldn't we let our heart be troubled or fearful? Because it's not a fruit of the spirit. The spirit, uh, God, we know there's triune God. Jesus is telling us not to let your heart be troubled, nor to let it be fearful. He's actually telling you, listen, I'm going to leave you peace. I'm going to bring you peace. Okay. Um, so he says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you in all things. And when Jesus said that, He wasn't saying that because he knew it would be hard for us to decipher what was the spirit and what was us. The spirit is easy to find if you know and you are intentional about seeking. I told you guys so many times about, you know, my journey to find what the Holy Spirit was. And, you know, I think I even just went over this, but 
I'm going to say it again because God told me to say it to you today. <laughs> um, growing up in the environment that I grew up in was awesome. I mean, you know, being in church and all, all of those things, but there was not a big emphasis on the spirit of God. There just wasn't. You know, I knew all the Bible stories and, you know, all of those things, but there was not a heavy emphasis on the spirit of God, even in, you know, the little the Sunday school classes that I took and stuff like that. It was just more of a conservative uh, perspective growing up. Now, since then, um, you know, I learned by myself about what the spirit can do, who he is, how he wants to be involved in our daily lives. But when I read this in John 14, 26 years and years ago, but he's a helper. Jesus is the helper, the Holy Spirit. He's going to come. His role is to help you. His role to speak to you, to guide you. His role is to relieve fear from you. It's so that your heart won't be troubled. That's his role. That's his job is to help you. And I remember um, when I got my life right with the Lord at 3 a.m. in the morning that time, I did a very huge audit of my own spiritual life. And when I audited and found out there was nothing even there to even look at, I thought, I am going to be very intentional about finding his voice in my life. If that means that I do, you know, wait to do anything until I find his voice, I'm going to be very intentional. And I've written this in three, all three of my books. I took the time to find his voice. I realize now that it was always there, but I didn't know what it sounded like. And so I took the time to ask God to send his spirit to speak to me. Spirit, answer this question for me. Spirit, is this you speaking to me? If it's you, confirm it with whatever. I took my spiritual life all the way back to the nubs so I could build a foundation that I knew I would need further in ministry in order to minister to you guys today like I'm doing. What I'm doing today is a tree branch of the, the seeds that were planted 20 plus years ago, even longer than that now. I started with a tiny little seed that I watered, I took care of, I protected for one entire year. I was very intentional. I am going to do nothing. I'm not going to pay attention to much else other than spirit. What does your voice sound like? And that's the foundation of what I'm doing now. If Jesus is saying, I'm sending you a helper and he's going to help you. And he's going to guide you and he's going to teach you in all things. Don't you think Jesus wants you to know what his voice sounds like? The fruit of the spirit is a good checklist. Now I want to go to Acts because I want to, um, I want to read this portion out of Acts. Uh, I love it. Love it. Love it. And I want to read you something that Jesus says. Here we are. Um, he is just um, resurrected. Congratulations, Jesus. Good job. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I'm so thankful for you. So great. Um, but in Acts 1, he's about to ascend. Okay. But I'm going to read, uh, I'm just going to read Acts 1.1 and we're going to go from there. Acts 1.1. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all the things that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. Okay. So he's saying, Jesus is going to give some orders here to these. He also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days. I just think it's so cool that Jesus walked the earth for 40 days after his resurrection and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God, verse four, gathering them all together. So he is gathering his apostles, the disciples, everybody together. And he is about to tell them something very important. And I am going to highlight what Jesus told the disciples and, and, and everyone that he gathered together that day. Very important. He is gathering them together because he's about to say, dude, we all need to get together. I'm about to tell you something really important. Okay. Got it. This is important. Gathering them all together in verse four. 
He commanded them. Command. He didn't ask. He command. Command. He commanded demons. He, uh, you know, Jesus is pretty, for the most part, very approachable dude. But here we have him commanding them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. Verse 5, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Okay? So Jesus is saying, come here, come here, come here, everyone together. I'm about to, I'm about to throw the smack down. That's what I'm about to do. And he looked at them and he said, do not leave Jerusalem. Don't leave. Don't leave. Wait, 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 wait until you get what I told you is coming with the father promised, which is the Holy Spirit. Okay. Don't leave. Don't go anywhere. Why did he say that? Because he knew that the Holy Spirit in John 14, 26 was going to help them. And he knew that those boys and those women were going to need all the help that they could get, just like I do, just like you do. Don't go. You know, sometimes we get so mad at waiting. I'm waiting, waiting for my Boaz. I'm waiting for my this. I'm waiting for my that. I'm waiting for this promotion. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. Well, sometimes it's worth the wait because in their situation, they were waiting on the Holy Spirit. Hey, just stay here a few more days. 10 days later, the Holy Spirit came. Just stay here a, a few more days later and you're about to get the best gift that you ever have. We hate waiting so bad, but Jesus is saying, you don't want to miss out on this one. Don't you dare go anywhere because you're going to need this, boys. Do not leave. Wait for what the Father has promised. Verse 1-8, he's still speaking. Red letter, but you will receive power if you wait. When you wait, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the world. I submit to you that we are a part of the remotest part of the world over here in Texas, y'all. If you wait, when you wait, I'm commanding you to wait, you're going to receive. Here we go. Acts 2-2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together. See, they waited. <laughs> Good job, guys. They waited because Jesus was probably pretty scary when he said, I command you. They were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Verse six, and when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them own speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished saying, why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Listen, I could read on and on and on, but God began to add, add, add to the number of the church. Listen, one of the biggest ways that you can decipher whether it's your thoughts or the Spirit's thoughts. Just simply look at the fruit of the Spirit. Sing the song if you have to. Does this thought have any of these characteristics in it? If it doesn't, move on. You can just kind of reckon, well, that's probably me. But what I did during that year of really learning what I waited before I did any ministry, I focused on what does the spirit sound like? I need to know. I need to know. What does he sound like? I didn't even know this piece in Acts was in the Bible. I didn't even know that Jesus looked at his disciples at that point and said, wait, stay here. Don't do anything. Don't go anywhere because you need to wait for what the father promised. Wait, it's coming. And I just feel like there are some people out there that you have had this question for far too long of the spirit speaking to me or not. And you just haven't taken the time. You haven't waited. You haven't invested. You haven't asked enough. You haven't tuned your ear and tuned your mind to actually 
learn what the spirit of God sounds like to you. To me, it's a knowing. I'll tell you this. Yesterday I was flying home and um, I was in this little room and um, there was a, there was a man who was, I think he was like filling the ice bin or something like that up. And I saw him and he was, he was young. He's probably in his twenties. And I saw him and immediately it was like, I knew God wanted me to talk to that kid. <laughs> I mean, it was like a highlighter in my soul. It wasn't like, like there was no like flashlights pointing at him. There wasn't, there wasn't anything like that. It was like a highlighter in my soul. It was a knowing autumn miles. You need to go talk to that boy. And, um, I saw him and, um, I thought for a second, is that God? <laughs> and then God's like, what did you teach on today? Uh, but I knew brought me peace, brought me joy actually to be able to go into, um, and to talk to this kid. And so I get up, I'm like, well, I mean, what if he left because he walked by me and I wasn't quite done with what I was doing and nope, stood up, almost ran right into the boy. He walked right in front of me and I was like, ah, excuse me. I went to the restroom and I thought, man, what if he left when I was in the restroom and I didn't, I didn't say anything to him whenever I just saw him. I came out of the restroom and the Lord is like, you know what you've got to do. I've got a message for this kid. You need to go find this kid and you need to tell him what I'm telling you. And I was like, yes, God. And so I went out of the restroom and I went in uh, and sure enough, this kid was still there. This man, this young man was still there. And I said, hello, <laughs> this is going to sound really, really weird and probably really strange, but God highlighted you to me. I look straight at you. And God said, he needs to know that I love him and you're going to be the one to go tell him. And so I walked over to him and, um, uh, and said, excuse me, um, and said, I just want you to know God is thinking about you today. Because when I saw you, immediately God spoke to me. And you want to know what he said? He said, I love this boy. And I want you to go tell him. So I just want you to know that this message is from God because I just know it's from him. God loves you. He loves you. And this boy looked at me blank in the face. He did not know what to say. And I didn't know what he was going to say. You never know what people are going to say to you. And he said, you have no idea how much I needed. I needed to hear that for real. And then he told me I had nice shoes. And then I turned around and left. <laughs> but when you learn, when you learn how to decipher, is this me or is this God? Is this what I'm doing? Is this what I'm thinking or is this of God? You can do things like that, that seem weird but they have a supernatural significance attached to them. And I want you guys to live the abundant life. And in order to live the abundant life, these things are attached to the abundant life. Don't you want my son? Let me tell you this real quick. I know we're out of time, but let me tell you this real quick. My son, Jude, we're teaching our kids this. I'm not going to have kids that are raised in a ministry home that don't know how to operate by the spirit of God. We're just not going to do that. That's not who we are. Oh my goodness. Moses is He's filled with the spirit all the time. I mean, these, I, I've got to teach my children this and that's what we're doing. But um, I might've told you the story. I probably did. But we, after church one day, we're sitting down and eating dinner at Texas Roadhouse and Jude, I'm talking about nothing. And Jude had stopped talking. And I looked at Jude and I'm like, are you okay? And what he said to me was so phenomenal because he said, I feel like I have a word from God for the woman sitting behind us. Like, I couldn't have been more excited. I was, you know, beside myself that he heard from the spirit of God. He ended up getting up, going over to that woman and saying, God just wants me to pray with you and to tell you everything's going to be okay. The woman looked at him and said, my husband just died this week. And I really needed to hear that with tears in her eyes. A little high school boy ministered to her. Why? Because he has tuned his ear to hear from the spirit of God. You, he is your helper. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Don't go another day without getting intentional. Just like Jesus said, don't leave. Wait, 
Wait until you hear, get it. Wait until you get it. I'm saying, wait until you know. Wait until you know what he says. Don't go another day wondering. Start asking the spirit to speak to you. Remember what that feels. Remember what that sounds like so that you too can step out in faith and do the work of the spirit and truly walk by the spirit in your life because it is amazing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live any other way. No other way. I hope this helped you guys today. I know it did. I know it did. I'm confident that it did. It did. It helped somebody today. It helped me wake up a little bit because of the last couple of days. Lord, we love you today. We love your spirit. We love that you are active. I love what you're doing on this precious college campus, God. Fan the flame. Make it spread. Oh, Lord, give us a Jesus revolution in this world. Do it, Lord. Do it again. Do it again. This is not the first one. Do it again. We need you, Lord. Spirit, pour out your power on this world. Pour out your anointing all over us, Father. Do it again. Stir yourself up. Stir up your zeal. Stir up your passion. Do it, Lord. Stir up the hunger in our hearts for you. Revive us, Father. Bring revival, Father. And Lord, I thank you for that person today that something clicked in her mind, even right now. It clicked. She got it. She's got it. Give her the patience to learn how to decipher what's from you. Lord, we love you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'll be back after the break with an awesome story and a question from one of you. See you in a sec. Every day. A new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Hey guys, it's Autumn, and I want to know, family, what is God doing in your life? If you have a recent praise report about God's faithfulness, We all want to know about it. I want to know, my team wants to know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that listen to this show want to know. You can share your story by emailing hello at autumnmiles.com or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram by searching autumnmiles at the top of the page. I want to hear about it, guys. Let's tell the world what God is doing in your life so we all can be encouraged by your journey of faith. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Okay, guys, we're back. I hope that you, I hope you gleaned. I hope you gleaned, guys. Come on. God is there. He is so present. He's, he's waiting to just download, you know, every piece of information that you can handle. He's ready. He's ready. So find his voice. If you don't already know, I know a lot of you guys do. Maybe you've lost it. Maybe you're like, am I, maybe you've gotten a little insecure about hearing from him, you know, do a refresher course. Ask him to speak to you. Get that thing sharpened up. Get your ear sharpened up. Okay. We have a testimony and I love it. I just can't believe what you guys are sending in. Like this is from what's happening in your life, you guys. Y'all's life, not mine, y'all's. A few years ago, you spoke about dry bones. Oh yes, you know I love me in Ezekiel 37 message. I instantly reached out because I was remarrying my ex-husband. And I do believe I remember this. That alone is a headliner. He was uh, remarrying her ex-husband. But God said, I'm not done. Father's Day of 2021, I got to help baptize my husband. And then together, we did our two boys. That's amazing. Eight weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with our fourth. I nearly died during this pregnancy. We were tested in so many ways, but God is good, and we are celebrating his first birthday on the 23rd. Last year, my husband was also able to adopt our daughter, which was a child from a rape situation, which is amazing, so amazing. God is good above all things, and all things will bring him glory, she says. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) There's like seven miracles in this one testimony. Um, wow. Remarrying my ex-husband. 
pregnant, almost died during uh, the pregnancy, but the baby's almost one. Okay, this is amazing. Guys, this is God amongst us. This is what he's doing. So shout out to this amazing testimony. I absolutely love it. Uh, question, and then we'll be done. I've grown completely uninterested in church. <laughs> I love, this is cut to the chase. I have grown completely uninterested in church. I've been a Christian my whole life and still continue to go, but only do the bare minimum and simply attend church. How do I get excited about it again? I think this is a super raw question. It's a real question. It's an authentic question. And I am obsessed with this question. Thank you for sending it. How do I get excited to go to church again? I think, let me say this, that's the wrong question. I don't think it's how do I get excited to go to church? Um, but I will say this, maybe you're at the wrong church. <laughs> because If you're bored to death with church, I know I know about 10 churches on the, off the top of my head, definitely here in the DFW area that are rocking, that are amazing, whose pastors love Jesus. They're obsessed with Jesus and they have amazing opportunities for you to hop in and serve and do and watch the spirit of God work. Um, so maybe you're going to the wrong church, number one. Number two, I think that's the wrong question. It's hard to get excited about committing your life every Sunday or whatever to church. Very hard if you are not in love, passionately in love with Jesus. So I'm going to kind of read between the lines here and I'm going to say this. Dig in to a deeper relationship with Jesus. And, you know, I think you asked this question on the perfect day because of what I just talked about. When you grow and get a hunger for the word of God, even if you've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years, you get a, a new, a fresh fire, a fresh wind of the spirit of God. I submit to you, it's hard to stay away. When COVID happened and all the churches were closed, I was like, it was like, I'm telling that we got to find something. I just got to be in the house of God. I just got to be there. I didn't even have to know the pastor. I could go in there with the church of two people. I just needed to be in the house. Just like David said, I, I just want to be, um, you know, here as a servant in the house of God. That's, that's all I want to do. I just want to be here. I just want to be here. Um, didn't even have to be a leader. He just wanted to, be there. And I do believe that maybe we're asking the wrong question here. It's not about your church. I think it's maybe a little deeper. Ask the Lord to reignite that flame. David puts it like this, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And then you will find the house of God hard to stay away from. And I say that with all love. Now you do need to search for the right one, but um, I say that with all love because Man, it's hard to love Jesus and not love his house. And I understand. Let me let me also say this. I get it. I get that churches have made mistakes. I get it. I get that churches may have disappointed you. I get that because my church kicked me out. <laughs> so I get it. I understand church hurt. I understand church being a place that you would rather go anywhere else but there. But the church is what God says and was, is his plan for us. And when you read the scriptures, don't forsake the assemblies of yourself together and you're in love with Jesus, it's hard not to do that too. So I understand um, sometimes church doesn't feel like it fits or it feels like it's offensive or it feels like it's not welcoming. Well, I say no church is perfect. A lot of them have done things that are bad but a lot of them have done things that are awesome and that are incredible and that are really trying to do the best they can for Jesus. Find you one of them, reconnect with the Lord. And I'm telling you, I think it'll fix the problem. Okay. Love you guys. I will see you next week on the Autumn Miles Show. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have fun. I'll be fresh. See you guys then. Have an awesome week. Thanks for tuning in to the Autumn Miles Show. 
Be sure to follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to stay connected and in the loop with what's happening with the ministry. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. AutumnMiles.com is also the place where you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. She is devoted to spiritually challenging people and the way that they think. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. Reach out today and book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Then scroll down for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.